The following is paid programming. The views do not represent that of JVC Broadcasting, its staff, or management. What are you doing? What are you doing? Come on. You never let a cigar that way. You use a wooden match. Preserves the flavor, you see. Broadcasting live at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Lounge in Boynton Beach, Florida. Kiss My Ash Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With Honest Abe, Adam K., the brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. America as we bring you this righteous episode of Kiss My Ash Radio today live from the world famous Casa Monte Cristo Cigar Bar right here in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. I'm your host, Honest Abe, along with my gang, Adam K. the Brewmeister. Ahoy, ahoy. And the, no, not so lovely John Brown. The not so lovely me. Sorry everybody out there, but it's on Periscope. This show just got 100% less attractive. Yes, it did. <laughs> everybody on their Periscope, there was already a ton of comments saying ADM looks rough. Lady M does look rough. Yeah. Lady M is in Philly. Oh, I'm pretty positive she is not up early listening to the show. Probably not. Not eating a cheesesteak either. No, but we oh, wish her the best of luck. But sitting in for the lovely Lady M is our producer, John, our, our ballless producer. Yeah, John Barron. Yeah, that's what you say. Yeah, sure. And why do I call you ballless? Well, there was a particular Facebook exchange. I thought I'd be cute and put up a Throwback Thursday picture. First off, let me start by saying I have a good Facebook page. No. Okay. I don't think that's I'm against going. all this Man Crush Mondays, Throwback Thursday, Flashback Friday. Get a life, uh-huh. first of all. Wait, isn't Throwback Thursday and Flashback Friday basically the same thing? Pretty much. But I guess if you don't make it on Thursday, oh. if you were too busy to post on Thursday, you get a second chance on Friday. Ah, uh, okay. So, I, you know, I like my abusive personality sometimes to come across on oh, Facebook. Yeah. Yes. Really? Never would have guessed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so John posts, what was it, a... Throwback yeah, I, Thursday? Yeah, I put up a Throwback Thursday picture of a sonogram picture of a baby, and it's like, ha-ha, Throwback Thursday, I don't remember posting for this one, you know. And I said... It's legitimately And funny. I made a post, it's nice to see that in 30-some years your penis hasn't gotten any mm-hmm. bigger. Uh, I thought... <laughs> he took my post down. So, yeah, I took it down. He deleted my post. I thought wow. it was fairly offensive. No. I didn't want my followers to You're supposed to, to engage in a flame war. You're supposed to then try to snap back. Oh. Not delete it, you ballless well, wonder. I, I, w- I will say my mother was on there. And I, I believe she found it humorous. She said to me, who is, who is this Abe DeBabna fellow that's on your <laughs> Facebook page, son? 
I said, well, Mom, it's, uh, it's, it's my boss, Abe, you know, with the radio show. He's like, he's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks for the support, Mom. I kind of took it down because I thought you'd be like, no, I wouldn't be offended by that. No. Way to go, Mrs. Barron. That you know a, what? That was, we... one, that was one of two dick jokes on that, by the way. <laughs> one guy one put, put, put the scale, one inch equals one inch. That's I, hilarious. I, I mean, come on, man. You set it up. It I, like did, I did set it up. Set up. I, I, I say those things, and I don't realize that I say them. Oh, I, you're taking down, taking down I someone's. I mean, not really like, you know, when sometimes it's really out of taste or out of character. Or you, yeah. you know, it's coming across malicious. All right, that's fine. <laughs> but taking down someone's ball busting Facebook is like the ultimate. Like, I'm a weak person. Well, well it's now it's the you, ultimate statement. You equate it to basically recognizing the fact that I probably have a micro penis now. Well, I mean, yeah, you taking right. it down only admits I mean, it look, that everybody was right. It looks bad. I understand <laughs> that now. It does look pretty bad. <laughs> All right, folks. At least we... your girlfriend didn't try to jump on and try to defend you. Oh, thank God. <laughs> that would have really made it that much better. better. <laughs> she knows better than that. Uh all right, folks, we've got a great show for you today. First off, let's do a big shout-out to all our LI listeners in Long Island, New York. Hello. Hello out there, and we hope you're enjoying this episode of Kiss My Ash Radio. Hello. Forget we, about it. we got a great one for you today. Um, James Brown, <laughs> founder of Black Radio Company. There you go. There all right, Collins on the ball. Machine. <laughs> 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 Not that James Brown, but another James Brown. And I hope you're going to have those going all day long. Yes, <laughs> the contrast is very different from the original. But there you go. Uh, he'll be on our show today from Black Label Trading Company. That's never going to get old. Yeah, no. no, never. Uh, our buddy Adam K., the brewmeister here, is doing a brew review. What Always. brews are you reviewing today? Well, you know, since it is the season and um, we are on the final stretch of the last three Two, three days now mm-hmm. of Oktoberfest in like Germany. Is October your favorite beer time of year? Um, it's the it has been for a while. Yeah, I would go. It is It is up there. I remember you and the Mick would freak out as soon as Oktoberfest. Oh, absolutely. I have like a text message with my friends. As soon as somebody sees it in the store. It's Samuel Adams, Oktoberfest. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And even, even our old friend uh, Ben one time sent me a video and singing it, and it was fantastic. It made my day. Oh, man. But So we're going to talk about Oktoberfest beers. I've got a couple different Oktoberfest styles. Uh, so we'll give you some insight on Marzan and just what goes into all the Oktoberfests and a couple of B- we'll discuss BJCP rules and we'll go from there. Uh, also, John, you did a very cool interview this week. Yes, I did actually. I had the uh, opportunity. It was a tough get. I got uh, former light heavyweight champion and UFC uh, the Ultimate Fighter champion Rashad Sugar Evans. Sugar. He is. Uh, he's got a fight today. Actually, he's fighting Ryan Bader. Is that pay-per-view? Uh, uh, pay-per-view, yes. It's going to be on all the major, you know, if you go to the bar, you'll see it somewhere. Very cool. Um, so it, it was actually a really great interview. He was very... Um, did you see him in person or did you do it over the phone? We did it over the phone. You did it over the phone. did it over the phone. He, he was very receptive to all my questions. The last few questions are very, very funny. And, really? Uh, I tweeted out to Dana White today, too, to uh, hear what Rashad said about him. So we'll see if Dana... Really? Dana oh, that'd be cool. All right, so we're going to have that. An old friend from our CRA director, Glenn Loop, will be on today uh, talking about some very important FDA deeming regulations that are supposed to be posted. Uh, please follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Kiss My Ash Radio. Every Friday we post a social media award of the day. And uh, be the 10th caller at 877-960-9960 when you hear the social media award. And uh, you win a five-pack of cigars, courtically, courtesy, courtically, courtically, of iconic and recluse cigars. And also, Zykar, makers of cutters and lighters, guaranteed for life. Always been a sponsor of the great show, Kiss My Ash Radio. 
Uh, they give away a prize to one of our lucky listeners every week. And, John, what are the fine folks at Zycar giving away today, when today? You, today, after hearing this sound, you can receive the Zycar MXT Multi-Tool Cigar Cutter Poke and everything else. This thing is absolutely amazing. It's super compact, folds up, put it right in your pocket. Sneak it through TSA, no problem. Uh, I wouldn't recommend trying that. Right. I wouldn't recommend Don't trying it, that. It, 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 yeah, no. You but when you lose it. When you hear that Zycar click, hit eight, dial 877-960-9960, and you could be the proud owner of an MXT multi-tool by our friends at Zycar. Very cool little tool. It is. I, nice. I love mine. I keep mine with me all the time. Great little gadget. We've, um, we've talked about my little tool extent today. So. Way too much. Uh, we Our Facebook poll... Throwback, though. Our, our Facebook poll... Uh, we put a poll on our Facebook page at Kiss My Ashtray every week. In our poll last week, very interesting results. Uh, we had a poll of the famous cigar smokers listed below. Who would you most like to smoke a cigar with? Uh, the choices were... Am I on there? Michael Jordan, Fidel Castro, <laughs> John F. Kennedy, Winston Churchill, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, would you like to take a snap at who won? <sighs> I'm going to go, i got to go celebrity, so I'm going to go Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, I, I'm, my personal choice is uh, Winston Churchill. Ooh. Well, I tell you the truth, up until Wednesday of this week, Michael Jordan was in the lead. Oh, MJ. Or not. MJ. But Winston Churchill did snap back before the poll closed. At 41%, most people chose Winston Churchill. Trailing him was Michael Jordan at 22% of the votes. John F. Kennedy and Schwarzenegger were tied at 16, and believe it or not, Fidel Castro only six. Oh, I can't believe that I was picked almost last. That's absolutely ridiculous. Wow. No, that's no. my John F. Kennedy impression. No. 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 I think no. it's pretty decent. No. no. All right. Please stop. Where's Lady M? <laughs> All right. It's not working out Wait, well. It's already into the show. We're 16 minutes in. And we're so bad. For Lady M. Oh, uh, no. Go to our Facebook page at Kiss My Ash Radio and take part in this week's poll. Uh, which of the following cigar manufacturer facilities would you most want to visit? Mm. Would it be Davidoff Cigars in the Dominican Republic? Vegas, Robaina in Cuba? Oh. Padron Cigars in Nicaragua? Gray Cliff Cigars blah, in the Bahamas? Did I just belch out loud? Is that, radio? I think that was, was like a, was that a, was that a physical, like <sighs> almost a, uh, like a throw-up? Vomit vis- yeah, a little vomit in my mouth. I had to oh, swallow okay. it back it's down. It's very visceral sorry. reaction. Um, and Rocky Patel Cigars in Honduras. So check us out at Kiss My Ash Radio on Facebook and uh, make your vote this week. you got all till next Friday to make your votes. Well, we revi- I want to revisit uh, last week's poll, too. I think you would ha- we would have more fun hanging out with Michael Jordan, but it would probably be better conversation with Winston Churchill. What are you trying to say? Michael Jordan's not smart? No, I'm saying that... That he can't have a Well, he can, he can definitely have an educated conversation, but I think the, you know... The depth of experience that Winston Churchill had, you know, it would be great to tap into some of that stuff. I know. And I want to hang out in the strip club with Michael Jordan. So I have. Stars. Well, I have. Up. I actually ran into Michael Jordan That's in stuff. Rachel's one day here in West Palm Beach. I actually shared an Ashton VSG with him. Oh. Torpedo. Was he was he balling up dollar bills? And no, he was trying to act discreet a little bit. He was with a group of, like, four guys. But, uh, yeah, it was actually pretty cool. You, got, you know, I'm a Chicago native. Right. I watched MJ play court. I mean, not courtside, but basically, like, you know, five, six rows right. up. Yeah, man. Courtside and, you know, almost had his sweat. Like, you know, the gr- come on me from the oh, court. Wow. Oh, wow. dude, Michael Jordan is my hero. So, I mean, I, I tell you the truth, his retirement, like, I haven't been able to watch basketball since. Oh. When you, grow, when you, when you are exposed, some of us, 
who had the pleasure of being in a major domineering city. Right. When you have a, a, a player you watch, like Michael Jordan, where you just never feel like you could lose. Right, like LeBron. I mean, yeah, I mean, it just spoils the heck out of great. you. It just, you know, it's really just it ruins it for you when they're gone. It's so. true. You can't actually watching the Heat this year was much different than watching the Heat when LeBron was there. It's a much. I love the Heat. Don't get me wrong, Wade. I love you, um, but it was a much slower game. Yeah, different completely. Up ahead, we got a very cool show for you. After the break, we're going to do a little bit of cigar news and see what's going on right after this. Follow us on Twitter at KissMyAssRadio. Yes, it's mandatory. Hey, cigar enthusiasts, did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. Monitor three humidors at once from one simple device. Caring for your cigars is easy with the new PuroTemp wireless hygrometer from Zycar. You now have the ability to monitor the humidity and temperature in three humidors without even having to open them. Ensure protection by setting simple alerts that will warn you when your cigars are not in the optimal environment. Like everything Zycar, this is backed by their lifetime warranty. Stop by your local tobacconist to purchase yours today. Zycar for life. This is a Law Aurora-issued public service announcement. The iconic lion has gone rogue. Breaking out of the original Dominican Cigar Factory is Untamed by La Aurora. Undoubtedly, one of their strongest cigars proves that not only can their factory provide flavorful sticks, but powerful as well. Taking a fantastic Dominican Nicaraguan blend and wrapping it with an oily Connecticut broadleaf wrapper creates a wild ride of flavor from start to finish. Be aware, this animal is extremely aggressive and should be approached with caution. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I'd like to invite you to try one of our Decade Cigars. This premier cigar received a 95 rating from Cigar Aficionado, one of the highest ratings ever afforded by that magazine. It's a beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with fillers from Nicaragua and Honduras. This cigar is medium to full-bodied, rich, complex, yet elegant and well-balanced. I promise you, you're going to love the decade. Try it. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back, folks. Honest debut with the King Adam K., the Brewmeister. And sitting in for the lovely Lady M is our Ballers producer, John Barron. Sorry I'm here, everybody. Yes, apologize, apologize deeply. <laughs> Listen, I'd like to shout out to all our friends who are watching us on Periscope. 
If you're out there listening would like to watch a show live, just download Periscope and follow Kiss My Ash Radio on Twitter. But to guys like Mark and Wood. Hey, buddy. Periscope is not meant so you can stay at home and watch a show, Mark. <laughs> That's for our people out of state. Busted. You're supposed to be here in the studio. Mark, you son of a gun. Watching you. the show. So just thought I'd throw that out there to some of our folks. Uh, that, <laughs> hey, hey, what's going on, Billy? All right. It's time to find out what's in a box. We got a box. We got a box. What? We got a box. Take a look inside. I'm going to open it. Don't look at it. Oh, what's in the box? <laughs> Let's ask Honest Abe. Cigar News. Crown Heads. Yes, next month, Crown Heads will add the first new Vitola to their four kicks line in more than three years. Wow, does that line really need another Vitola? Um... No I have to wonder. <laughs> I mean, I have to wonder as yeah. a manufacturer. You know, you've had, they've had what five SKUs already on that six. Uh, five or six. There was, I mean, there was the original four or five, and they added the Robusto yeah. Extra. They also came out with the limited edition Mule Kick, and it's without a doubt kind of flattened out a little bit. You know, so I guess it's maybe a way to bring some attention back to it. Yeah. But it is the ultimately. It's it's one of the what I like to call the unicorns of this industry. Ah. Yes, you know what the unicorns are. It's this highly demanded and sought after that people go crazy about, but never sells Lancero. Can't find them. Yes, mm-hmm. Lancero, one of the most excitedly talked about. I'm telling you, everybody freaks out when someone comes out with Lancero. Yeah. But as a retailer, I can tell you, nobody buys it. That stuff sits on the shelves. Yeah. I don't know where these people are. They're going crazy for this Lancero size. It's got to be like 10 guys in the country. Yeah. Maybe they're like... They just have really... They, they really make media. their voices heard. Right. I'm, I'm telling you. Uh, the new size Lancero that's being produced exclusively, thank you, Jesus, for Houston, Texas-based Stogies. World-class cigars are part of their H-Town series. So these guys got like Lanceros made. He must have like... It must be Lancero capital of the America. It, it has to be because I've uh, talked with George from Stogies before, and they do most of their limited editions and special blends in basically every Lancero. Either that's his favorite size, and he's consuming most of this product, Maybe. or that has to be the Stogies. Or he's Lancero. got a couple of guys right. there that just buy a bunch of them. Mind-blowing. Yeah. Mind-blowing. But yeah, he has H Town series. He has a few Lanceros with uh, one with Matt Booth. He's got one my with father. Matt, my father, yeah. Alec Bradley. Yeah. He's done a bunch of them. Oh, it's, it's comprised of 10 different Lanceros from 10 different manufacturers. Oh, that sounds familiar. Um, the Lancero is the first regular production line extension to the Four Kicks line since the addition of the Robusto Extra in 2012. Alicia loves them, too. Look, somebody out there loves them. Oh, listen, as long as somebody's buying them, that's a great thing. Uh, <coughs> Oktoberfest. Disappointed you weren't able to travel to Munich this year? Germany's famous celebration of beer. Well, don't burn your lederhosen just yet, because Quesada Cigars is offering next batch option, a series of cigar-friendly events featuring German food and beer, as well as the company's new Nicaraguan Oktoberfest. Don't cigar. you have a pair of lederhosen? Uh, every time they buy yep. me one, they get destroyed and ripped after I try to take them off. <laughs> because I order them two sizes too small. Right, right, exactly. every time. I've seen that picture a few times. It's very <laughs> funny. Yeah. It's, for, for me, anyway. They're very Sorry. difficult to get on and off. <laughs> it's not the easiest thing. Now, maybe if we bought some more higher quality well, If you had a micro penis like John, you wouldn't right, have that problem. Exactly. See? Also, uh, part of the problem. there we go. 
the Quesada Oktoberfest tour, which will span much of the German feet, has officially started. Each event is hosted by a cigar shop that sets up a spread of authentic German fare and, of course, beer, in particular Marzan-style beers, which the Oktoberfest line is intended to be paired with. Attendees of an Oktoberfest event will have the chance to receive a beer stein brand with the Quesada Oktoberfest logo, as well as lighters and ashtrays. Event-goers will have the opportunity to taste Dominican Oktoberfest, which was rolled in 2013, yeah. in addition to the two new line limited-edition Nicaraguan Oktoberfests that debuted this year, the Das Brujhaus and the Churchill, which are very limited and going fast, so get them while you can. Timmy, I'm smoking a Pope of yeah. Green- Greenwich Village, you're asking. You were typing it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I just thought it easier to say it. Woo-hoo. All right, Carlos Fuente Sr., if you have not been lucky enough, to try a cigar from Carlos Fuente Sr.'s personal stash, you might get your chance soon. Yes, in celebration of his 80th birthday this year, the Arturo Fuente Company Patriarch has released his private blend to the public under the brand name Don Carlos Personal Reserve, and they should be reaching cigar stores around the holidays. It's a slightly adjusted version of the commercially made available Don Carlos blend. Although altered, to Carlos's personal taste. Boxes of Don Carlos personal reserve cigars are sitting in Fuente's Tampa warehouse waiting to be staggered into the market. The personal reserve comes in a Robusto with a suggested retail price of $14, a box pressed belly coastal called the Don Carlos Eye of the Shark. At $11.95, it'll be released around the same time. The Robustos come packaged in the glossy black boxes and feature an all-Dominican blend save the wrapper, which comes from Cameroon. The Eye of the Shark, however, comes in a glossy red box, and the company is not yet disclosing the particulars of the blend. In addition to Carlo Fuente Sr.'s 80th birthday this year, also marks the 30th anniversary of the Don Carlos line. The last of Viaje's releases from this year's IPCPR convention and trade show has made its way to stores. Multiple retailers confirm that the Viaje Collaboration 2015 is now on sale. The 6x52 Toro uses an Ecuadorian Havana wrapper, dual Dominican binders and fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. It's being sold in boxes of 20, with each cigar coming in a coffin and is limited to 600 boxes. This is the second release under the Viaje Collaboration Series, an annual release where Viaje partners with a different manufacturer or potentially retailers. This year's collaboration is done with PDR cigars and... the same fact where many new viajes have been produced. Last year, the company's collaboration was with Casa Fernandez, and suggested retail price is $12.80. Crossfire, when Crossfire Cigars announced its new three-chapter Liberty series, it wasn't known exactly when the final edition of the three-cigar trilogy would ship, other than sometime in the mid to late fall. When the company showed it off at the 2015 IPCPR convention and trade show, that date hadn't been firmed up any more than in the fall. This week, the third installment called Legends of the Aparica for its Ecuadorian Aparica wrapper heads to retailers across the country with official launch party coming to the party source in Bellevue, Kentucky in October 13th. Well, I have to question a cigar shop called the party source. The party stores. Right? Your authority on cigar. I mean, I'm hoping it's not like one of those little party stores that have like a little like you and know, tinsel. Yeah, sliding humidor in the back uh, somewhere. We've got Davidoffs. We've got slide whistles. <laughs> and actually, balloons. That's actually pretty good. And wild flailing, ambling 
Blue right. men. You can get all your cigars for your party and rent the clown. That's right. Bounce house is half <laughs> off when you buy a box. Do me a favor. Look up, look up the party source in Kentucky. Okay. I want to see what kind of shop this is. Orangefitus logo. Yes. Uh, PDR Cigars is continuing to grow. The company has announced that Frankie Santos has been appointed its new marketing director. The news comes less than six months after it added Robbie Streets as its national sales manager. I have known Frankie since wow. I started in the cigar industry, and we kept in touch for many years, said Abe Flores, PDR's owner. I always told him I'd love for him to join the company, and we finally made it happen. Santos is no stranger to the cigar business. He spent a decade working with his uncle, Carlos Tarano, at the family's cigar company, and most recently was director of marketing for the Reyes Family Cigars. The party source. Yeah, we're looking at it right now. Yeah, I mean, it's a big place. It's huge. It's like a Walmart. Yeah. They have, that's a walk-in humidor, that picture? Yeah. Yeah, they got a big walk-in humidor, but it is a party store, actually. It's like a party store, liquor store, beer store. I mean, they're not lying. It is a party store. Liquor, I mean, cigars, yeah. everything. All they need is a pole down the middle of the shop, and you probably would never have to go home. That's right. Call us, and uh, you can advertise for all this pre They even got food. Didn't it say food on their website? Yeah, they have food. You Unreal. Buy, you can buy a coup for Mont. Yeah. The party source. Oh, okay. I cool. guess it's a place that's, you know. It's not your traditional brick and mortar, but it'll do. Oh. It qualifies. I don't think people in Kentucky can get picky. Up ahead, after the break, the legend himself. Yeah. Back from the grave. No. James Brown should be on the show. Founder of Black Label Trading Company. Let's find out what new grooves James Brown is up to right after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ass Radio. Perfecting a seed for over 40 years takes skill. Then again, so does growing the perfect beard. Take it from Matt Booth, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the owner of the infamous Room 101 brand. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. For more information and to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by CLE Cigars. Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year with numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan puros. Now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in sun-grown or Maduro. 
From the makers of the number one cigar in the USA in 2013, the Aging Room Quattro F55 comes yet another highly rated cigar, the Aging Room Bin Number 1, a full-bodied Dominican cigar made with some of the world's oldest tobacco in the market today from the harvest of 1997, 98, and 99. It starts out smooth and builds up in strength and flavor until it reaches its full potential. The Aging Room Bin Number 1. For the true connoisseur looking for a sophisticated smoking experience, with balance, complexity, and character. Aging Room Cigars. Blending is in our DNA. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Radio. I am your host, Honest Dave, with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and sitting in for the lovely lady, our producer, John Moran. Hello. We hope you're all keeping the lid out there this Saturday morning. Uh, every week, we like to invite uh, someone special to be what I consider my favorite part of the show. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it. And stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. This week at Meet Your Maker, we have James Brown Skyping in from Nicaragua, uh, founder of the Black Label Trading Company. James Brown, welcome. You are on Kiss My Ash Radio. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, thanks for coming on. I mean, I have to be honest, James. Let's be real. How much flack did you take with that name growing up? You know, it, it wasn't the easiest, that's for sure. <laughs> Our producer uh, had many uh, James Brown sound bites ready for this interview. You know, the, the funny thing is, is that I thought the more time I spent outside of the United States, it would get a little easier, but actually anywhere I go, people get the reference. Get up. It's a nationally known name. You can't help it. He, he is the king of soul. So just checking in now, you currently live in Nicaragua. Yes, I do. And how long have you resided in Nicaragua? Uh, full time since uh, January. And then before that, I was living in Guatemala full time. And you, what were you doing in Guatemala, if you don't mind to ask? Uh, my wife and I used to own a, an adventure travel company there with uh, Land Rovers and things like that. Really? So just like uh, uh, zip lining and hikes through the forests and the rainforest and things like that? Yeah, more like uh, four-wheel drive excursions out to a lot of the, the Mayan ruin sites that you couldn't get to any other way. Kind of more on the extreme side. Okay. Where, where are you originally from, James? I'm originally from Austin, Texas. And what possessed you to move down in Guatemala and when did that happen? Um, I'll, just to give you the shorter version, we've kind of lived all over. We, we lived in Africa for a while. Um, after that, we came back to the U.S. thinking we wanted to stay there and then started spending some time 
time in Central America, and that's when we decided to move to Guatemala full-time and launch the travel company. And the cigar business actually grew out of the travel company, and that's you know what, what brought us to Nicaragua full-time. How did the cigar business grow while you were doing travel? Um, we were based out of Guatemala, but a lot of our trips kind of encompassed the whole of Central America, so we would go all the way down to Panama, and we would do trips in Nicaragua as well, and I had always been a cigar consumer, and the more time I spent in Nicaragua um, and started meeting people in SLE, I kind of, you know, wanted to learn as much as I could about the cigar industry and, and started spending time, you know, with cigar makers and practicing making cigars and playing with blends and ideas, and this kind of grew over a couple of years, and then after that, we started doing blends for our trips, for our clients that would go on our trips, and people just kind of fell in love with the cigars, and at the end of the trips, they wanted to buy them, and that's what kind of planted the seed that this could be a, a good business for us. So, James, kind of explain a little bit how you came up with the name Black Label Trading Company and, and kind of what it represents. I love the logo, actually. It's got the skull in the middle with the crown over it. It looks great. Yeah, I mean, the, the graphic itself, you know, we just, we kind of wanted to to stand out a little bit um, with, with the average things on the shelf, and I, 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 as a consumer, felt like there weren't a lot of brands out there that kind of appealed to me personally, so I had to go with something that I felt appealed to um, like-minded people as to myself, and then the name, you know, most, a lot of the companies out there, when they put out their, you know, high-end limited release, you know, once a year type cigar, a lot of times they get, it gets called the black label. So we just kind of felt like each one of our sticks were unique and special, and that's why we went with the black label trading company. You guys have some very interesting names for your cigars. It's not your standard just Toro, Robusto. I mean, your, your lines, where did you come up with the names for all these lines? Um... You know, we we knew we wanted it to be kind of, um, you know, not so much edgy, but kind of dark in a kind of an elegant way. And it's, you know, sometimes the name comes first and we kind of develop what cigar that's going to go around it. And then sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes we, you know, do a blend and, you know, figure out exactly what we're going to call it. The cigar kind of speaks to you a little bit on what it should be. So it was just kind of a process for each one on... on developing what it was going to be called and what it was going to look like and all that. Well, if you're just joining us, we're speaking with James Brown, founder of the Black Label Trading Company, Skyping in somewhere from the deep jungles of Nicaragua as we hear all the wonderful birds in the background. Are You uh, you have a lot of birds there, James? Actually, you know, our, our factory, is, we're lucky. We have a nice courtyard in the middle of it, and it's funny, every time I do an interview here in my office, everybody <laughs> remarks about the birds. But, yeah, they, they spend a lot of time in our courtyard, unfortunately. So, listen, I, I have to bluntly ask you, because, you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer that the cigar industry now has become prolific with what I like to call hobbyists, um, especially being here in South Florida. I got guys who are my customers one week making a brand the next week. You know, what prompted your decision to enter the cigar business, and, and where is it you hope to take it? Because I have to believe at this point, as being a manufacturer, the competition is mind-boggling. There's more brands today than ever conceivable. I mean, it has to be at least, in the last decades, the amount of front marks has to, minimum, at least quintupled. Oh, absolutely. At least. 
Yes. So, I mean, what what point did you decide this was going to be a sound business decision, or are you in the category of hobbyists, like I like to call a lot of these guys? You know, I think that you're right. I mean, right now, and when we launched in 2013, you know, everybody that I knew personally in the industry literally told us, don't do it. This is the worst time you can start putting out a boutique brand. Um and kind of what we did is, is we took the stance that we were just going to do things kind of the opposite of what everybody told us we should do. You know, we told people we were going to launch with six lines, and, and they thought we were nuts, you know. Um, but, you know, it kind of goes back to what you were saying. I didn't want to be just another guy with a cigar. Um, you know, we really wanted to build a brand and kind of make an impact, you know, in the industry as, as best we could which is why we decided not to go with one or two cigars to start, you know, to start out slowly. We decided we're going to go full on with six blends and really try to cut out our own niche in the market. So, you know, and in kind of doing that and doing the opposite, what you know, people thought was a good idea has really worked for us over the last couple of years. So, um, and then, you know, with us having our own factory, I mean, that really is us taking it to the next step. So, I agree with you. There's a lot of people out there making cigars right now. There's a lot of brands popping up, but, you know, the reality is, is not everybody has the staying power, you know, and I think what makes us different, makes me different, you know, I'm here in SLE every day. I live it. I'm, you know, I'm at the factory nine hours a day, and that's just what I do, you know. So, uh, James, going down to Guatemala and, and, and Nicaragua as well, was there a period of time that it took to kind of endear yourself to the locals and kind of show them that, yeah, you were serious about the cigar business, you definitely care? Is there any kind of process like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, Esteli is a, a very, I won't say it's a closed community, but it's a very tight-knit community. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a lot of people that have been here for a long time, um, that have been in the industry for a very long time, um, and I think that, you know, like you said, people come and go and, you know, this person's making a cigar this week and then they're gone and then somebody else comes. So, it, you know, in the beginning it was kind of, we were kind of on par with everybody else, but, you know, as we've been here and they see that I live here, my wife lives here, you know, I have my eight year old son here who goes to school here. I mean, we've just kind of become part of the community and that's really opened a lot of doors for us you know, in terms of buying tobacco and things like that. Well, if you're just joining us, we're speaking with James Brown, not the James Brown, but James Brown, founder of the Black Label Trading Company. And we're going to find out after the break what makes them different or stand apart from everybody else right after this. Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. Hey, fools, how about a game of cutthroat? Your funeral? That's my kind of game. Arnold, I hope your pool playing is better than your choice of cigars. Here, try this Rickloose cigar. You're going to need all the help you could get. Hey, don't be stingy. Let me get one of those. Rickloose. Wow, that's good smoke. Now I can bring my A game. Hey, I think you should stick with that Rickloose cigar and work on your B game because you don't have an A game, and I know a little something about games. Boom. Hey, sucker, go buy yourself a Rickloose cigar and do it today. Voted the number one gentleman's club worldwide. Located on Okeechobee and Military Trail for the sexiest scene in the city. Come see us at the Spearman Rhino, the premier upscale gentleman's club. 
The recently released Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale aged for 10 years and then barrel aged in bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut Sun-Grown or Maduro, each Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage pairs extremely well with the finest Scotch whiskeys, bourbons, and other fine spirits. Available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. The story that made the cigar. The cigar that made history. 80 years ago, Monte Cristo began a legacy of crafting only the finest cigars. Now, that legacy is honored by the very special, extremely limited edition Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar. Crafted for the first time, Dominican Pelotico Tobacco. Grown from seeds hand-carried from Cuba by Pepe Mendez. This exclusive cigar is like no other. Rolled in a dark and oily Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. The Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar. Features a rich, fuller-bodied, and wonderfully complex smoke. Packaged in an elegant handmade box. These exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Honor the legacy with the Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. This is Eric Espinoza, and over the years, many cigar aficionados have enjoyed my highly rated brands, 601 Murcielago. In the spirit of continuing improvement, I have purchased my own factory, La Zona, in rich and fertile tobacco region of Esteli, Nicaragua. After almost two decades in the cigar industry, I have created a brand I finally feel is worthy of my name. Espinosa cigars are made with only the finest tobaccos, hand-selected, and aged to perfection. Our cigars are bold in flavor, yet refined to the palate. Look for Espinosa cigars at your nearest fine tobacconist. For more information, visit EspinosaCigars.com. The Oliva family. The makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series B Melanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob Magazine. So always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back. Oh, look at that. I got some moves. <laughs> oh, Welcome boy. back, folks. Honest Dave here with my gang, Adam Kane, the Brewmeister, and sitting in, the Lady M is none other than the ballist John Brand. Hey, hello, everybody. If you're just joining us, we have the super bad himself, James Brown, founder of Black Label Trading Company. Oh, it's going to be all day, James. I'm sorry. No problem, man. <laughs> I'm used to it. I'm pretty sure you are. So, James, you know, 
One of the things when I talk to boutique companies and people such as yourself, everybody really kind of makes the statement, well, we wanted to stand out. We want to differentiate ourselves. We want to, and you know, there's so many people out there. What is it that you feel differentiates Black Label Trading Company from what's being provided out there currently before you guys got in business? You know, I think it's it really the our dedication and the fact that we're here in that we own our own factory. Um, you know, I think that's kind of the difference. You know, we're we're a brand in the true sense. You know, we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of cigars out there. We try to provide something for everybody, and you know, we're in a constant state of change. You know, we we change up what we do, and we're constantly working on new releases and LEs, and you know. Our goal is to just make unique cigars, and you know I think we do that. And some people love them, some hate them. That's just the nature of the business. But you know our focus is on being unique and doing things uh, different. So, and our factory here allows us to do that. You know, it's kind of our our playground. So I think that that definitely gives us a step up on on our productions. Now, you said you guys just recently got the factory. Now, how many pairs are you currently have rolling for you? Right now, we have six pairs. Oh, so very, very boutique then. That's, that's super boutique. boutique. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, we, you know, on average roll about fifteen to 20,000 sticks a month. So that's kind of our production size. Wow. How, how involved are you in the blending and the making of the process line? I mean... From your timeline, you're still relatively new to the cigar industry. How in-depth and knowledgeable did you get with strands of tobacco and different types of leaf? Well, you know, Black Label is fairly new. You know, we launched the product in 2013. Um, but like I mentioned before, you know, I was spending time here in SLE for about two or three years before that. Um, and what I did during that time was kind of immerse myself as much as I could Um you know, with the actual production manager that we have right now, I spent, you know, two and a half, three years with him just trying to learn everything I could about uh, tobacco and blending and just really wrap my head around the, the entire process. So I spent about three years before we launched Black Label doing that. Um, and then so now, you know, obviously I'm no veteran um, in the industry, but, uh, you know, I, I do... Uh, work on all of our blends. I do come up with blends, you know, and I have our production manager who will sometimes give me the green light, and then he's also the guy that, you know, I bounce everything off of, and he, you know, gives me the thumbs up or thumbs down and reels me in when he has to and tells me what's going to work and not work. So it's it's a fun process. Very cool. I mean, what are your plans in the future? Do you, do you want to grow the company? Do you want to expand it? Are you, are you happy at the level you're at now? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, in terms of growth, what we look at is, you know, really, you know, we want Black Label to be, you know, kind of our base, you know, where we we make our core lines and we also have a lot of LEs that come out. But having the factory now, it really gives us the opportunity to use that kind of as an umbrella. So, you know, what I think what you'll see from us in the near future is um, kind of a launch of some new lines, new brands, not necessarily under Black Label, but... Uh, we're kind of looking at the development of some some new things to kind of you know fit all around in the market where Black Label doesn't necessarily fit into. 
I got a question uh, from somebody on Periscope. Uh, any information on the catacombs? Yeah, um, catacomb. For those that don't know, is a, is a limited release that we did exclusively for Underground Cigar Shop in Fort Worth. Um, last year was the first year that we did it. Uh, they were really successful with it, and um, we are bringing it back this year. So it's scheduled to launch December twelfth. And there you have it. That's the information on the catacombs. Um, how was it? Uh, how were you received in Nicaragua starting your company? Uh, you know, were the locals and finding rollers? I mean, was it easy? Were you embraced or did you find it difficult? Um, I think a little bit of both. Um, it wasn't as difficult as I had anticipated it to be. You know, I've heard a lot of horror stories from a lot of people. Um, but in terms of, you know, the big fear is, you know, will you be able to get tobacco and, and things like that? And, you know, we've really had no issues with that. Um, kind of our management team are all, you know, SLE veterans that have worked in a lot of places and have a lot of contacts with great people. So that's been really good for us. Um, but in terms of how we do business, how we operate, it's, it, that was the more tricky part in terms of finding, you know, rolling teams that really could, you know, wrap their head around the fact that we only want to roll 150 to 200 sticks a day, you know, things like that. So that's been kind of starting from scratch training process. Cool. Kind of off the topic of cigars, you know, moving down to Nicaragua, moving to Guatemala and places like that, you know, leaving your family and stuff behind too, was it tough for your wife and stuff to kind of get on board and, and move down there or was it kind of an easy process? Um, yeah, she she's actually way more gun ho than I am. So, yeah, that was, that was not an issue. Um, we haven't lived in the United States for about 13 years now, so it's oh, wow. we've kind of been all over and so, being in places like Nicaragua, Guatemala, just feels kind of normal to us now. It's like a modern-day Jack Kerouac. That's right. <laughs> I like it. So, listen, if any of our listeners out there uh, were, are interested in your brands, what's your website? So, it's Blackley. Yeah, we're losing them. Give it, give it to us again one more one time. One more time. If you're there. Oh. He could be gone. Internet connection problem. Yours. Well, here's websites. Yeah. Oh, it's coming back in. Get up. Uh, thank you. He's back. Hey, there James we go. Brown is back from the grave. <laughs> All right. So, uh, was it blacklabeltradingcompany.com? Yes, blacklabeltrading.com. Trading. Blacklabeltrading.com. And currently, roughly how many shops are you in across the country we're in about 200 retailers right now and if someone wanted to find their low nearest retailer they could check it out on your site yeah we have a full list of retailers on our site um the only place we're available uh online through cigar federation store so people that don't have a retailer near them can also <coughs> go to cigar federation store very cool well, is there anything currently that you're working on that our listeners might not know about that you'd like to share with them? Um, yeah, you know, we, like I said, we got Catacomb coming December, um, and then we also have some big news coming for 2016, kind of what I touched upon before. You know, we're going to be uh, basically launching a new line out of the factory, um, which is very personal to me. It's kind of a 
uh, highlight of some blends that I've been working on for a while that uh, will fall under a new line, not black label. So that's going to be really big for us in 2016. Well, very cool. James, thank you for taking time out of your, I'm sure, busy schedule, Skyping in from Nicaragua. We appreciate it. We wish you the best of luck and great success on your on all your endeavors, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Keep it lit in Nicaragua. James Brown, Black Label Trading Company. He is super bad. Super bad. Super bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, after the break, it's going to be a, well, highly demanded. We yeah. get more emails for this segment than any other segment ever. It's a great ever. segment. It's a very good segment. Not. Oh. Well, it is a good segment. It is a good really? Segment. Well, we really don't get a lot of requests for it. I like it because I don't know squat about beer. <laughs> Here's a segment no one requests, but we're going to do it anyway. We're so going to do it anyway. We're going to do it anyway. We need to make Adam somewhat important on the show. Um, <laughs> Just to go. Wow. We're going to do Shots a... Shots fired over the bow. <laughs> we're going to do a brew review with Adam K. Adam K., what three brews will you be checking out right we're gonna be talk- Well, We're going to be talking about three Oktoberfest beers right when we come back. Three Oktoberfest beers. Three, not one, not two. Yeah. Four is out of the question. Four is out of the question. Three Oktoberfest. He's looking at me like, what? What did I say wrong? Nothing. Oh, I You're good? I thought, right. I thought we were riffing on Monty Python there. I don't know. Slightly, but he The number shall be three, he didn't, no more. Wow. No less. Yeah, you really are a little movie. You, four is out of the question. Four is out of the question. All right. Brew review right after this. Stay tuned, folks. Sorry, everybody. WSWN Belgrade, Palm Beach, Jupiter. It's no secret. There's a movement in this country to squash the rights of cigar smokers. These busybodies want to impose their will on cigar manufacturers, retailers, and smokers with exorbitant taxes and unfair restrictions. As a cigar enthusiast, you do have a voice in this fight. Cigar Rights of America. CRA is your partner in Washington and all 50 states in the struggle to preserve your rights to enjoy cigars at reasonable prices in traditional settings. For the price of a few cigars, just $35 a year, you can join CRA and support their efforts in your behalf. Join up today on the Smokers' Rights page at thecigarstation.com. Romeo and Juliet, a story of two passions combining to create a love that lasted through the ages. Today, the renowned Grupo de Maestros join famed cigar makers' aging room to craft a new story. The Romeo, by Romeo y Julieta Aging Room Cigar. Immaculately constructed by aging room artisans under the guidance of the famed Grupo de Maestros, this Dominican Puro exemplifies the best qualities of two storied brands. Elegant and aromatic, Romeo by Romeo y Julieta's Aging Room is a rich, savory, medium to full-bodied cigar. A true work of love. Available now at your local tobacconist, Pick up a Romeo by Romeo and Julieta Aging Room today and experience the love that occurs when two passions combine. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Arturo Fuente, the reigning family of premium cigars since 1912, artistically combining old-world traditions and unparalleled craftsmanship with flavorful aged tobaccos, making Arturo Fuente the best-selling premium cigars in America. From the world-renowned Fuente Fuente Opus X to the new line of highly-rated Arturo Fuente Rosado Magnum R Series, the Fuente family is proud to offer cigars for every palate. Whether you're a connoisseur or an occasional smoker, discover why only Fuente is Fuente. Duho, Quake, Quave, and Cucuano. Premium cigars, 
100% handcrafted Nicaraguan blend. Consistency, balance, aroma, and strength. Dujo, Quay, Cuave, and Cucuano. The closest cigars to perfection. To find your nearest retailer, visit cucubanocigars.com. Christoph Cigars has taken the boutique cigar industry by storm. Made in the spirit of elite Cuban cigar, Christophe allows you to experience the rich flavor and tradition found in the finest Cuban blends. Christophe Cigars are made using only the highest quality Habano seed and double fermented premium tobaccos from around the world. With 14 premium hand blends to choose from, mild to full body, Christophe has a blend that is sure to satisfy the most discriminating cigar aficionado. Discover your Christophe today. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Dave here with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and our producer, John Barron, singing hey. for Lady M. Hey, now. We are broadcasting in front of a live audience in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. We hope you are keeping it lit across America. Bomb Squad in the house. Boynton Beach, Bomb Squad. Brotherhood of... Mustaches and beards. Yes. I'm working on mine right now. I think I'm going to go... I'm gonna go. That's called the Scruff Squad. I'm going to go full beard this year. Really? Get him! top full? Yeah. I want. I want to go much to the. Um, it doesn't look like you can grow a good beard. I can grow a decent beard here a little bit. You can see it gets a little thin yeah. on the side of my mouth, but I can <laughs> grow a decent one. My girl, my girlfriend hates it. She absolutely hates it. So that's just like motivating you to grow. Well, one? you know, maybe I'll maybe when the time comes around when I'm growing the beard, maybe I'll pop the question so I can keep the beard for a little longer. You know what I'm saying? Get a little brownie points stacked up. Or is it just uh, one of those things when you do something really bad and get into some deep doo-doo with her, then you just shave mm, the beard and make I'd be like, hey, it. joke, boom. Yeah, sorry. Maybe that's a good idea. I'm here to there help you out. That. I'm here to help you out. I like it. Eight years of marriage, you learn a few things. <laughs> yeah, bad. Yes. Hopefully. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, fasten your seatbelts. Drop all everything you're doing because it's time for Adam Kay's Brew Review. We got so drunk we put brick in a refrigerator box and threw him off the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. He's traveled the world to find the best beers around. And by world, we mean the closest liquor store. <laughs> it's Adam Kay's Brew Review. That's funny. I was just going to say that Duff took the words out of my mouth. I wrote those. Uh, good job by Dub. By, by the Dub. way, we need to redo the intro with the line from uh, Hellboy. You want a different one? It's been the same one for a while. Uh, okay. Time I'll, to find a I'll new find one. I'll find something new. Yeah, time, I mean, I like it. I like you know, it too. Time to freshen it up a little I'll bit. I'll freshen it up. Freshen there it you up. go. All right. Speaking uh, of freshening up, Adam K. <laughs> All right. Since it is Oktoberfest, and thank you for the lovely Oktoberfest background music, Colin, we're going to talk about Oktoberfest beers. 
today. It's, got, it's like a rainbow. It's like a rainbow flavor. Right, here and that's the, and that's the one thing I was going to point out first. As you can see, we've got three different beers. Uh, we've got a Due South Oktoberfest, which is brewed locally right around the corner here. We've got a Flying Due Fish South. Marzan Oktoberfest, which is there in the middle. And, of course, both of these are American-styled Oktoberfest. And the third one, we went traditional with the Weingand uh, Feist beer. Weingand Which is a traditional German-style uh, Feist beer. Which, which oddly is, enough, is like the yellowest of colors. Which is the lightest in color. That's it, like drug test beer. Uh, you could very, it's, it, it's got a very standard <laughs> right? ale, lager look to it. This is how it. some of my employees come out of the bathroom. There you go, Abe. Hello. There you go. Absolutely. Hey, if they could piss beer, I mean... It's a walking uh, party right there. There you go. Okay, so if people could piss beer, would you drink it? <laughs> I'm just curious. The ultimate question. Yes, if people could piss really good beer. Let's say urinate beer. Would you drink it? I'd have to have it chemically tested. Would it be cold? That's the other. I mean, <laughs> yeah, because I'm not. I'm not a fan of the English style where it's served yeah. room temp. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, listen. Mm-hmm. We'll make them piss into one of those cooler things so it finally taps out cold. Would you drink it? I got it. No, the germaphobe in me says no. <laughs> I don't know. You did smoke like Matt Boost Pubic Hair. Oh, I remember I, that. I did not know it was there when I was given a cigar. Oh, that was such a. You didn't see all the hairs sticking out of the wrapper? I thought that was just all beard. It was beard. Oh, but it was still, beard, yeah. it might as well be pubic hair. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, they can, you know, that's a good question. We should get a doctor. I mean, on. I'm sure there was some Nicky hair. in that beard. Oh. 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 Let's move on. We have just completely fallen off the rails. But you know what? I'm proud to say I think Matt Booth could appreciate that joke. Oh, he would love it. (laughs) He would love it. I think he would appreciate that joke. All right. Anyway, so as you can see here from the Feist beer, which we will start with, it is a traditional style German Feist beer. And what you're going to note in this is it's very light in color. It is very clean. It has a very minimal uh, effervescence. There's a very low hop characteristic to it. And what you're going to really see... There you go, John... What you're going to see when you get it on the palate is, you know, there's not a lot of, you're getting a lot of malt. You're getting a lot of just standardized hops in from it. It reminds you of a traditional lager. It's very clean. There's not a lot of, um, there's not, they're not gunking it up at all, is, is what yours? I'm saying. Yeah, just give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Very nice beer. A light. It is a light beer. Exactly. It's not a very high in alcohol. It's only five percent. It's only five percent. What What really makes Oktoberfest Oktoberfest? There we go. Beer. Uh, see, now it's all about the, the music. Is it if you drink while the music's going on? It's Oktoberfest beer. Not necessarily, but uh, no, if, it's, so. if it's coming from the traditional German sense, it has to be brewed up to the German Oktoberfest and Feist beer laws. Which is? Basically that it has to have X percentage of this grain, X percentage of this uh, wheat, and no real hop characteristic to it. So that's how they have to follow into that phase. But do you know how that became the Oktoberfest law? Were there some, were they, did they run out of hop? What is it? They run out of wheat? And they said, this this we had to make beer without wheat, which it was wheat well, or hops. No, because it came off as just an extension of the original German purity laws. Okay. Which basically just is... It, it, you're so only it wasn't like an accidental happening. No. Someone decided we're going to make this beer, yes. we're going to call it Oktoberfest. And this is just... Well, it just happened to be that that's the beer they brewed at that time of year, especially when the original Oktoberfest happened in 1810 for the celebration of the wedding. Okay, because you know, Oktoberfest is like you know how everybody's Irish and you know, see, yeah, it's like everybody's right. German in October. Absolutely. Well, I, I think less people admit to being German than Irish. 
Everyone can celebrate you know Oktoberfest, I mean? even if you're not German, but everybody's a little Irish on St. Patty's. That's right. All right, so next we're going to go to this Flying Fish Oktoberfest. Flying Fish. As you can see, this very is Very reddish-brown. This is a very dark hue. It's a very amber color to it. Um, what you're going to find... In what a, is that attributed to? Uh, it's, all the, it's the malt bill. Malt. Yes, the malt, malt bill and the grain bill, and what you put into it basically helps differentiate your color. So basically, when you're seeing this lighter one, it's got a very, very light. It's not a lot of heavy grains. There's no sweetness the to it. Um, so basically, with the flying fish, what you get is uh, most Americanized. Like obviously, Sam Adams is the most popular of the uh, American-styled Oktoberfests. And when you, if you drink that, you notice it's very sweet. It doesn't stick to the standard tradition of what is considered to be an Oktoberfest style because all, when we make, we have American breweries making beer, Ooh, they Americanize it exactly. So wow, you're, you're getting a lot Did more. You try this? You're getting a lot more sweetness. It is sweet. A lot more just multi-character to it. Not a lot of hop, but once again, it's still only five percent alcohol by volume. That's good. That is good. That's good. Mm-hmm. See, there you go. That's John, a good way to John celebrate. likes it. That is good. What's the alcohol content on that one? Five. Okay. That's, yeah. You have I to like be that. within uh, five to six percent to be considered for a baller slightly like you. That's true. I could do two of those. I'd be fine. I'd be floating away. <laughs> How long before you lose the baller status? You think? I'm, I think it's going to be carried with me. Probably another the rest another of my gut life. punch, maybe. Another gut punch, maybe. That is true. You know, I did take a gut punch from a, uh, a, a world champion boxer. Listen, gut punch, world champion boxer. Yeah. Removing a Facebook post. Yay! That'll be next week's poll. Yeah, yeah, which is more, yeah. How ballers is John? All right, now we're on to the the Due South Oktoberfest. Now, this is brewed, from what I understand, right around the corner from here. This is brewed exactly right around the corner. It is basically less than a mile from here. We can throw stones at it if we wanted to. Um, once again, you're going to get a very Americanized Oktoberfest kind of a sweetness. It has a very beery aroma. A very beery aroma. What do you... It smells like beer. Well, I'd like to hope so, since it is beer. Now, you're going to notice with this one, it's not... It's, it's, You're asking on Periscope, in a can? They can everything because they don't have bottling capabilities, and there's a company that travels around Florida going to small breweries and cans all their beers for them, and it's much cheaper to do it in cans than bottles. So I like this one the least. That's why it yeah. is that way. It doesn't have the overwhelming sweetness you got from the second one because they changed the malt bit a little bit. They have a little bit of a greater... Uh, less grain. They don't add any... Trend. They're trying to go a little bit more towards the traditional sense of what a Marzahn is supposed to be. Tastes a little bit like Budweiser. Going back to the can a little bit now, in our previous brew reviews, you said that the darker the bottle, the less light it gets to it, Obviously. the better. Now, as you see, like if you're looking at both of these bottles, they're very dark. Right. You're not getting a lot of light in It's not a clear Corona bottle. They, so you're going to get a lot of just straight, dark. It's not allowing a lot of light, so it's allowing the beer to stay fresh for a longer period of time. So beers like, let's say, Heineken or something with a different, or, or a Corona with no color, do they do that just to stand out? Because really it's counterintuitive to actually And that's why beer. it's much easier. Well, not brewing the oh, not, beer, right. but keeping Keep the, beer the beer fresh for a longer period of time. Right. That's where that comes into. So like with Corona... Corona moves very fast, right? And that that's why sense. people often throw a lime into it because if it's just gotten a little bit of too much light exposure, right. a little skunkiness to it, it helps offset that. Uh, with the is lime. that why the lime comes uh, through? Nah, I doubt it. That it, people, it's probably people why it would started de- like people that. would deny it, but I'm just saying. The brewmeister has spoken. Yes, this is what I've done. Say, go, speak. So there's a lot of other great styles, <laughs> obviously. Um, 
Oktoberfest is a big time, and everybody's really doing it. As you'll notice, we didn't do any pumpkin beer because that's just a fall seasonal, and it's not traditional Oktoberfest styles. Pumpkin beer is not Oktoberfest. It's just a fall thing. It's to Halloween, get, right. not Oktoberfest. Remember it's, that. It's fall. The pumpkin spice invasion. Mm-hmm. So there you go. This is what we I got. I have my pumpkin spice latte. I don't like them. I don't care for pumpkin spice Ooh, at all. Pumpkin pie? Pumpkin pie I do like. Oh. I do like pumpkin pie. So what is your favorite of all time Oktoberfest beer? Uh, that would be the Oktoberfest Marzahn on steroids I made last spring. Oh, really? Are you brewing any brews? Uh, AJ. Beers right now? It went down. Let's get the new one up. Uh, currently, no, I have been slacking. I'm working on a cu- trying to get a couple of things, maybe a red IPA in the near future I just and a wanna, couple more single all-day IPAs. I just want to mention for our Periscope listeners yeah. who have lost the connection. They're, they're, they're listening to Periscope. They really can't even hear me now, no. can they? But are um, coming back soon. Yeah. Our battery died. I charged that thing. It was plugged in overnight. I Thanks, Apple. I don't get it. Garbage. So I missed it. What was your favorite Periscope beer? Very <laughs> favorite Oktoberfest beer. Uh, personally, the Flying Fish is one is up there, but the Marzan I made on steroids last spring. Uh, we brought it in when Pete and Terrence were here a couple months ago. We actually drank it on so air. So your own home brewed beer is your favorite yeah. Oktoberfest beer, even, even though it's not it's a tradition. Even, even though biased. it's my personal favorite, but here's the thing: it's not. If you put it into a category to be judged by someone on the BJCP, which is the Beer Judging Circuit. The Beer Judging Circuit. They would You're a minister. You should become a beer judge, too. I should. I, I might add it to my Yeah. Um, basically, it, w- it would completely get thrown out of the Marzahn category because it completely misses every single point for what it's supposed to be. But it was still probably one of on track to be one of the best things I ever had. It's now, my really quick, mm-hmm. if you had to personally pair mm-hmm. a cigar with each one of these beers that you reviewed today, which cigar would it be? Ah, okay. Well, obviously for the Feist beer, you know, it's not a lot of character there, so you want a very mild, I would go with the new Padron Damaso, would be a good choice to go with that. Something in a Connecticut, like an iconic Amadeus, would also fit well. You want a nice, creamy, mild cigar, because if you have something that's too full-bodied, it's going to completely take away from just the beer itself and you're going to lose, and you're going to miss out, and it's going to overpower the beer, and it's going to kill out your palate. When you're going after, let's say, the flying fish, a good choice would probably be something in a medium-bodied. I'm going to say, oh, actually, for that, I would definitely go and pick up a Quesada Oktoberfest. Personally, my favorite size is nice. the Kaiser Ludwig, so it's definitely a traditional Marzan style in what it's going after. So, and that's what those cigars were meant to be paired with, and that's what would work very well with it because the sweetness that's in there, that's just a little up, would also help bring out a lot of the characteristics in the cigar. If you're going after the Due South Oktoberfest, which is a little less on the creaminess, a little le- less on the overall sweetness, I would probably go after an Illusion in the Empernay line. There you have it, from the brewmeister himself. Mm-hmm. Well done. So, up ahead after the break, an interesting interview. Uh, our producer, John Barron, you had the liberty of... We inter- had uh, yeah. Rashad, Sugar Rashad Evans, Sugar. former UFC light heavyweight champion of the world, and also Ultimate Fighter Championship winner. He's got a fight coming up today against Ryan Bader. It's going to be awesome. Very cool. Right after the break, that interview, don't go anywhere. Follow us on Twitter at KissMyAssRadio. Yes, it's mandatory. The recently released Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. 
bale-aged for 10 years and then barrel-aged in bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut Sun-Grown or Maduro, each Perdomo double-aged 12-year vintage pairs extremely well with the finest Scotch whiskeys, bourbons, and other fine spirits. Available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo double-aged 12-year vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. Swag Cigars. Offering a cigar for you. From the medium-bodied Swag Puro Dominicano, the full-bodied Swag Black, and now the new Swag Brown Connecticut with a flavor profile not usually found in milder blends. Blended with premium Dominican fillers and binder and topped off with an uncommon Ecuadorian-grown brown Connecticut wrapper. The flavor profile takes you from creamy smoothness to a place no other milder cigar has ventured. Come along for the ride. Discover Swag Brown Connecticut. Available in four great sizes, shipping to stores near you in August 2015 and priced right. Boutique Blend Cigars. Blending is in our DNA. Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout. And you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Honest Abe here, and let me tell you, undeniably, there's only one premium handcrafted stick that's 100% different than any other. Drew Estate's Acid. It's so wildly different that it's difficult to describe in words. Sweet, herbal, botanical, earthy, delectable, and on and on. They keep its unique infusion process a total secret, and with good cause, because everyone would copycat this unique cigar if they knew how. Guys love it, girls love it, and the people you smoke it around love it. Everyone loves Acid Cigars. Keeping Cuba's most coveted traditions for three generations, the legend continues with San Latano. With signature blends by A.J. Fernandez, available in a smooth and creamy Connecticut, a hearty, rich San Andreas box press, Maduro, and a robust, full-bodied Habano. A.J. Fernandez continues the legacy with his new creation, the prestigious San Latano Oval. Using ultra-premium aged tobacco that takes a whole new shape and balance, the San Latano Oval is now available in both a Maduro and Habano wrapper. Visit your local tobacconist today and ask for San Latano Cigars by A.J. Fernandez. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back, America. You are listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm your host, Honest Dave, with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister. And sitting in for the lovely Lady M is our producer, John Brand. We hope you're all keeping it lit this fine Saturday morning. Hey, now. <laughs> really? You're going to keep qu- quoting the Gary Shandling show? It's never going to get old. I love get the Gary Shandling show. I'm glad you got that reference. 
You know, yeah. know, you know what another good show Jeffrey is? Jeffrey Tambor. Yes. Uh, have you ever watched um, Jiminy Glick with uh, Martin Short? Oh, Jimmy Glick? Jiminy Glick. Never saw an episode. One of my... You, did you see the light go out of yeah, my eyes? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, somebody see it? No, oh. excited. It's like, Jimmy, what? Well, there goes my hopes. Uh, a couple winners. We got uh, the social media winner, Vegas Bill. Vegas Bill. About time you won He's something. He's going to get a nice uh, cigar pack from Recluse Cigars. Our buddies over there. Actually, you know what? Scott Weeks is going to be on the show next week. Yes, he is. Um, so that's a very good crossover. Here in studio. In, in studio. I like Scott Weeks. Are we in studio or are we at the... Uh, no, we're here, and then we're going to October 1st. Ah, okay, gotcha. We're here. And also the Zycar winner, Chris P. Word. Um, he won the Zycar prize. He's going to be getting that nice clipper. He's from Sacramento, California. Sacramento. You know what? i got to give a big shout-out of love to all our California listeners, man. We get a lot they're, out there. They're getting up early to listen to the show. I mean, they may have the worst tobacco laws, but they got some hardcore tobacco <laughs> and guys. And no water. I know Delicia is repping us over there. Yes. So she's, mm-hmm. she's doing a great job. I love her. Cigar Vixen. She's all over it. <laughs> She's all over it. All right. So tell us, you had a pretty cool. I mean, you were very pumped up. About I was. This, I was about this, this interview. He is probably one of my favorite fighters. Are you a UFC guy? I'm a big UFC guy. Really? I love really? Mixed, I love mixed martial arts. Is that like a, is that like an inner passion of yours? Do you want to make, make Do you want to get in the octagon? No, I mean, I did. I did box for uh, quite a while. About about six years uh, when I was younger. So I, I definitely like all that stuff. But. Um, MMA is another level. I mean, these guys, you know, boxing is a very small part of MMA where you have grappling. Um, a lot of wrestlers do well in MMA. Then you have all all these different aspects. So there's a lot of wrestling. There's a lot of judo. judo there's a lot of jiu-jitsu. A judo? Is judo a new form of martial arts? And, judo. And, and, and then you have Ecuadorian judo. Judo. Judo don't know if I got a knife. Judo don't know if I got a gun. <laughs> That's a lap. That's my joke for the day. Judo. That's a lap. Judo can be trained, <laughs> judo can be trained every Saturday at your local temple. That's right, man. You judo. Want? Anyway, back to uh, Sugar Rashad Evans. He's been out for about two years um, with an injury, and this is going to be his first fight back. It's going to be today, October 3rd, and he's going to be fighting Ryan Bader, and I had the illustrious... Um, well, what's yes. his current record? Um, he's 23-2-1. and one. Okay. Ooh. So he's a, he's a beast. Um, we got into a lot of stuff. We had a lot of fun, so uh, take it away. Welcome back to Kiss My Ass Radio. We have a special treat for you today. We have the UFC light heavyweight champion, former, and the ultimate fighter two heavyweight champion. Help me welcome Sugar Rashad Evans. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Hey, I can't complain. Listen, again, appreciate you coming on the show. It's going to be great. Now, you've been away for the sport for a little under two years now with the injury. How excited are you to get back in the ring? I'm really excited. You know, uh, this journey for me to get back to the ring has been a long one. I've gone, and, uh, you know, it's... It's one I honestly didn't think I'll, I, I, I'm, you know, at times I didn't think I'd be able to make again. So to be able to to be back is for me is, is amazing. Yeah, I know a lot of the fans are definitely looking forward to it too. Now I understand going to Michigan State and studying psychology. Uh, does that help you at all in the ring in terms of your mental game? Um, you know, it, it, yeah, it helps me definitely. You know, um, just being able to keep my own composure and just to kind of, you know, talk myself up through any uh, mental mental hiccups I may have. You know, I mean, the thing about fighting is that what people don't realize is it's more uh, mental than it is physical. Oh, uh, definitely. I mean, at one point you train it, yeah, at one point you train the saying is it's, it's 90% physical or 10% uh, mental when you're training for a fight, but then when you, it's fight, fight week and it's actually the fight day, it, it actually switched around. It's 90% mental and 10% physical. So it, it's a huge, huge... Uh, Huge mind game. 
Oh, definitely. Speaking of mind games, I know there's a lot of preparation that goes into these fights. How do you mentally prepare the day of a fight? You're about to walk out to the ring. You hear the music. What, what's going through your head? You know, uh, hopefully nothing. That that's ideally, hopefully nothing. Hopefully not thinking about anything is is uh, is what I want the most. But you know, at times I just think about um, you know what I want to do as far as you know how I want to uh, execute my technique. Um, but it's it's a roller coaster of emotions, and you you fight with yourself. You know what I'm saying? You feel ultra confident. Sometimes you may feel not very confident at all, and you just kind of ride that emotional wave roller coaster, and just trying to tell yourself that um, you know sometimes fear jumps in there. You got to tell yourself that the fear is a liar and, and don't believe it, and, and stuff like that. So it, it can be uh, it can be very tough. You know, I've seen many fighters uh, lose before they even walked out. No, exactly. That's very true. You know, you have this fight coming up October third against Ryan Bader. Uh, Bader's a great fighter, but you know, I th- I may be biased, but I know you're gonna you're, you're much better. Um, any strategies that you have going into this match? Um, well, I know what Bader's gonna do. You know, he's a wrestler-based fighter, so I think you know he's gonna try to exchange as long as it feels comfortable, and then when it stops feeling comfortable, he's gonna try to take a shot, and then he's gonna get a little bit more desperate with a shot if he doesn't get me down, and uh, that, that's pretty much gonna be the tail of the fight, you know. I mean, he's going to start off trying to stand up and see if he can catch me with something, but uh, after a while, he's just going to start shooting. I like that. I like that. Now, the um, Olymp- we're talking to Sugar Rashad Evans, a former UFC heavyweight, lightweight champion. Uh, he's got a fight coming out October 3rd, Saturday, against Ryan Bader. Now, the Olympics are going on this year in Brazil, and I know you're uh, with a Brazilian camp. Do... Now, we'll put it this way. Golf is a freaking Olympic sport now. When is MMA going to become an Olympic sport? What do you think? Yeah, that would be great if it was, man. I hopefully, hopefully by the next Olympics, that would be something awesome to do that they have there. You know, but uh, that would be something else if it does, man. I mean, it, it should be. Boxing is, you know. It makes sense that it should be. No, I, to- great. I totally agree with that. Now, one of my favorite fights back in 2008, you were an underdog to Chuck Liddell, and you knocked him out. Hands down, one of my favorite knockouts of all time. Kind of take us through that process, you know, and, and, and how you strategized against Chuck Liddell and how you came out with that win. Um, you, know, uh, you know, it was just for me just waiting for him to get a little bit impatient. And, uh, you know, he, he, was, he was getting antsy, and he really wanted to catch me. And sometimes when you, you want something so bad and you think that, you know, you chase it so much, that's when you don't really see what you're open for, and that's what happened to him. He didn't see what he was open for because he was trying to uh, catch me with that, that spectacular knockout because he was in a position where, you know, he should have beat me. And um, his, he, he was his frustration. He gave in to his frustration and couldn't see what I was working up. No, exactly. All right, we got a few... A little more time here with Rashad Evans. He's got a fight coming up October 3rd, Saturday, against Ryan Bader. A couple of rapid-fire questions here for you. Uh, first one, true or false, you have ever been afraid during a fight? Uh, true. Who true. Is it? All who, the time. Who was that against? Uh, uh, most fights I go into, I'm a little bit afraid. you gotta, you got to have a little bit of fear to balance it out, right? You want you want to be too cocky. you got to be gotcha. level-headed. Yeah. All right, next question. Well, I mean, you got, uh, the fear makes you sharp. No, exactly. All right, next question. What is your best pickup line? <laughs> I don't have any. I don't need any. Exactly. You just say, I'm Rashad Evans. We're good to go. Let's do this. <laughs> which which celebrity would you most like to punch in the face? Punch in the face? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't really. 
Oh no, I don't, I don't know. You can say Justin Bieber. It's okay. I don't want that one. <laughs> I don't want to punch anybody in the face if I'm not getting paid for it. No, hey, that's my man. I like that smart thinking. All right, final question here. Multiple choice. Dana White looks like A, an angry pharmacist, or B, the bouncer at a strip club at 4 a.m. <laughs> Did you say a bouncer? A bouncer at a strip club at 4 a.m. or an angry pharmacist? I I appreciate it. Good luck October 3rd against Ryan Bader. I know you're not going to have any problems. Uh, Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you for joining us. Again, this was a great interview with Sugar Rashad Evans. He's got a fight coming October 3rd, Saturday, against Ryan Bader. Thanks again, Rashad. No problem. Thank you. That was awesome. That seemed like a very interesting interview. He was very open to all my questions. And the last question, I the, the rapid fire, I, I took pride in. So I took pride in rapid took pride fire. In I'm, this. I'm, ups- I'm upset he didn't have a good pickup line. He didn't. He said he didn't have a good pickup line, but he said, uh, I told him, he said, I'm Rashad Evans. Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> do now, this. Are you watching the fight tonight? I am going to be watching the Where fight. Where are you watching the fight? Spearmint Rhino. Really? Yes. All right. Anyway, out in the area, you want to head over to Spearmint Rhino, uh, you can meet our producer, because I know everybody's dying to meet our oh, producer. Oh, yes. Uh, sure. John Barron over at Spearmint Rhino. Tonight. Is that a cross promotion? Uh, <laughs> no, it really is. I really am going there. Yeah. Okay. What, Get up. What, uh, are you going there? Are you going there with your fiance? Fian- oh, your girlfriend. My girlfriend. Yes. Yeah, yes. Sorry. Yes, we are. We're going to go really? there. Yeah. She's she's into that stuff. Oh, I will. I have. Does a, she dip in the lady pond? No. No. Okay. We're maybe well, we're inching inching towards that. I do have a very funny story though. If we we have a second, I know. Um, yeah. We went to tease. Which is another um, it's it's a different adult name establishment. Now. Another adult establishment, and they had how can I describe this? Um, the main show had a, a remote control car, and there was a, a phallus attached to this remote control car, Whoa! and yeah, and you can imagine what would happen. Okay, so let's, I'll set the scene. There's a girl on stage. There's a remote control car with a phallus attached to it, and you can imagine what kind of shenanigans we got into there. And she totally approved of it and thought it was hilarious. Um, yeah, I have no words. Yeah, it was it was called the Blank Derby, and it starts with a D and rhymes with Ildo. So <laughs> go ahead and figure it out uh, for yourselves what that was all about. I think I navigated that pretty well. You did pretty good. I there. did a good job on that. Yeah, nicely done. Way to go. Come all on. right. Uh, up ahead, by the way, who do you think is going to win tonight? Oh, definitely Sugar. You think Sugar's going to yeah, take it down? Yeah, my boy. All right. He follows me on Twitter now. Up ahead after the nice. break. Very follows me. I'm John's <laughs> all proud. He's claim to fame. I got John Sugar Evans follows John Barron on Twitter. Humble brag. Humble brag. All right. After the break, please stay tuned. Very important news from the executive director of the CRA, Cigar Rights America. Glenn Loop's going to be on right after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Named after the most interesting man in the cigar world, the Nestor Miranda Special Selection is carefully made in Esteli, Nicaragua, using only the finest Nicaraguan Habano wrapper. The cigar is oily to the touch and is second to none in construction. Available in both a dark, spicy, sweet Oscuro wrapper and a bold, full-bodied Rosado wrapper. For the tobacconist nearest you offering Nestor Miranda cigars, visit MiamiCigarAndCompany.com. Voted the number one gentleman's club worldwide. Located on Okeechobee Military Trail. For the sexiest scene in the city. Come see us at the Spearman Rhino. The premier of scale gentleman's club.
If you created the Aging Room Small Batch Cigar Line, the highest rated boutique cigar brands of our times, what would you do next? Well, if you're Raphael Nodal from Boutique Blend Cigars, you would combine your three most important passions of your life, Cuba, music, and cigars, and create a new classic, La Boheme Cigars. La Boheme is Raphael's take on the golden age of Cuban cigars. La Boheme is a sophisticated blend of extra-aged and hard-to-find tobacco from the Dominican Republic, a medium-bodied cigar rich in flavors, reminiscent of the island he left 35 years ago in a small boat with his family. Why wait for the embargo to be lifted? Smoke La Boheme today. Blending is in our DNA. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back, folks. Honest Abe here with my gang, Adam Cage, the brewmeister, and our producer sitting in for lovely lady. I'm John Beeren. Hey, everybody. Looks like we're back up on Periscope. Sorry about that, folks. A little technical difficulty. But we are back up on Periscope. And now, um, very important message. Good friend, uh, Kiss My Ash Radio, and a lifesaver to the industry. One of the hardest working men for your rights every day. Glenn Loop, Executive Director of the Cigar Rights of America. Glenn, welcome back to Kiss hey, My Ash Radio. Great to be back. It's always good to have you. Now, I'm not sure I've been uh, kind of uh, underwater this last few days, but there's been so much talk in the last week about the deeming rules coming out the uh, last week. Has this happened? No. No, it hasn't. <clears throat> But it's Are a we surprised? phrase in, in Washington, D.C., that uh, where there's smoke, there's fire, and there's been a tremendous amount of smoke over the last, say, 10 days. And when there's that much chatter um, in the rumor mill in Washington, D.C., uh, the confidence level is there that something is, in fact, imminent. Uh, one of our key consultants uh, got word that, uh, that the White House Office of Management and Budget was anticipating the delivery of a regulation from the FDA. And then within 24 hours of that, um, a lot of other consultants with different facets of the, of the cigar and tobacco business as a whole 
started to hear the exact same thing. And so the dots started to get connected, and the rumor mill started flashing, <clears throat> which means really, in fact, everybody's confidence level is that something is, in fact, imminent. But even after it's delivered, it will be under lock and key for a internal at least 60-day review. But we're going to be diligently trying to find out just basically how much damage the FDA uh, plans to invoke upon the cigar industry. So, I mean, all this talk and nothing's been presented, um, is there anything that our listeners should be doing right now that could in any way aid or help our cause or situation? Absolutely. Look, we, I can say personally that I'm, I'm disappointed at this juncture at the petition uh, outreach. We push the petition to Congress every single day. It's a standing centerpiece of our website, cigarrights.org. But that petition system is what helped put us 350,000 messages into Congress. And that's what helped yeah. has helped over the last three sessions of Congress to get over 250 members of Congress to sign on to our legislation, which sends a political message to the White House. It's not just about this legislation clamoring for exemption getting through Congress. It's about sending a message to the White House. And that's what helps this process. And so I hope all of your listeners and every cigar smoker in America will go to CigarRights.org and send that message. And with that, I do have some CNN breaking news for Kiss My Ash Radio, is that just in the last 24 hours we've picked up some key members of Congress on that legislation. Uh, Conservative Congressman Republican of Arkansas Steve Womack, uh, Congressman Benny Thompson of Mississippi, Congressman Charlie Rangel of New York has come back on. That means we've got all in the political spectrum, liberals, liberals and conservatives alike. Glenn, let me ask you here, um, kind of on the same topic. Why do you think uh, the federal government is bringing down these regulations so hard in the cigar industry after, I mean, the cigar industry has been around for such a long time. Why now, of all times, to do this? It's all because of that regulatory authority that was granted to the agency when the president signed the legislation in 2009. Anytime you give a federal agency the authority to do something, they're going to do it. And there are too many within the cigar industry, in fact, who thought it would never happen to us or that it wouldn't happen this imminently. Uh, the first article I wrote about the impending threat that this poses was 30 days after the president signed the original bill in 2009. <clears throat> Everybody thought that the agency would be consumed with cigarettes and smokeless products into the next decade, literally. And it, it simply wasn't to be. And now, really, to answer your question, there's a philosophical commitment at that agency for the prohibition of tobacco. And I'm not being overly dramatic by saying that. There's a resounding commitment towards the prohibition of tobacco. We know they're studying international uh, models for tobacco control. We know. I'll give you an example real quick because this is important. <clears throat> I just got back from Boston uh, meeting with the Massachusetts Association. The, the correlation is this. Their attorney general just came down with regulations to ban any form of self-service tobacco unless you're an adult-only facility, i.e. a premium cigar shop. But the precedent is there. I've got a letter from Philip Morris, and I say this publicly, to the FDA advocating a ban on any form of self-service tobacco sales. Abe, right there in your studio, which is in, inside that beautiful cigar shop of yours, you've got that amazing humidor that your customers can walk in, and your customers can can touch, smell, and hold, and take in that cigar before they've actually purchased it. That drives the FDA batty. 
and that's the type of next wave of regulation they're talk they're going to be talking about. This is just the beginning, and and even though we don't specifically know what's in this regulation, we've got a pretty good idea as to the philosophical direction they want to go. We give a shout out to Angela listening with Bill. Hello, Angela, I love you. Hey, uh, okay, so Glenn, last week you issued out a letter to every single presidential candidate stating that the presidential election goes through Florida, and we as a cigar-smoking community are the state of Florida and voters. Has there been any response to that? Has anything come from that letter? Have you heard any, anything back? or what, Have you gotten anything, follow-up, or anything at all? Well, Adam, I'm really glad you brought that up because I was going to mention that during the course of this discussion. Uh, no, we haven't heard yet, but that's, that's not surprising. But I have every confidence that in some form or fashion we will start to hear from candidates. Right now the presidential campaigns are focused on Iowa and New Hampshire. And right. um, as I mentioned, I just got back from Boston. I was also in, in New Hampshire during the course of this trip this week. And we're going to have actual consumers and retailers distributing that letter in addition to a little bullet point piece about what federal regulation means to you, the consumer, uh, to, to the presidential campaigns in Iowa and New Hampshire. And I'm really excited to break that news, if you will, on Kiss My Ash today as well. Uh, we've got on-the-ground folks in Iowa and New Hampshire. The other night at uh, our mutual friend uh, uh, Dave Garofalo's big dinner in with a huge clientele from New Hampshire, we distributed 450 copies of that letter, along with a basically grassroots how-to piece. All these campaigns are going to be setting up precinct organizations and district organizations, and statewide it's going to be very sophisticated, and there's going to be a lot of opportunities to directly put that letter and the briefing piece into the hands of the candidate and their campaigns. And we're going to be doing the exact same thing in Florida because, as, I, as that letter mentions, it is the centerpiece of, of the, the premium cigar industry is Florida. And we want to get that message across, and we've got a good chance to do that. So um, I have every confidence we will be hearing from those campaigns. But right now we're pushing it in Iowa and New Hampshire with specific references as to what, you know, that, that these campaigns need to take cigar smokers seriously as a political constituency. And through mediums like Kiss My Ash and all the others out there, we can organize an effort to get the message across that over 3 million cigar smokers in this country are going to take this issue seriously in the 2016 presidential election. Glenn, I, I got a question for you, which you know, I find a little disturbing, because it seems previously when we built up all the momentum for the uh, legislation, when it had its previous name, and then the elections happened, and then all that got dropped out, and we had to start all over again. You know, renaming the bill for the carve out or premium cigars in the industry. And then we had to go and get all these people to sign up again. Does this happen again in 2016? It will happen at the end of every two year cycle of Congress. If a bill doesn't get through Congress during the term that it was filed, it has to be refiled. And so this legislation was originally filed in the 112th Congress, so we've gone through the 112th, the 113th, and right now we're in the 114th. So, yes, it would have to be refiled again. And it's not unprecedented at all. You know, we've got examples of special interest groups all over the board, from, from alcohol to firearms to every other vice in the universe, where the, to consistently get your message across, you have to keep legislation like this alive. 
So I know it's frustrating for the cigar industry because they're not used to that type of a political environment. But the cigar industry is not used to being this much under threat forever. And I do mean forever because there's too many, even within this industry, who think when this rule is delivered within the next, whether it's the next week or the next 30 days or on Monday morning, and that's, I don't rule anything out, is that that's it. That what's in that is, is what we're going to be living by. Well, Mitch Zeller with the FDA stood up in front of 600 retailers this past April and said, boys and girls, guess what? This is just the beginning. We know they're going to get into distribution regulations in the future. We know they're going to get into advertising and marketing restrictions. We know they're going to get into manufacturing practice standards on facilities in Latin America. That's all coming down the pike. And it's just like this Massachusetts rule, which centerpiece of it is the ban on free samples. Well, that's in the federal deeming regulation that we're anticipating right now. That's the reason when we were all together at, at Great Smoke, and I took a picture of that amazing line waiting to get into your event, and we talked about the ban on free samples. That threatens every single cigar event in the country. And that's in, that's in the existing deeming rule that we're anticipating. It's in this Massachusetts rule that came down last week. The moral of the story there, Abe, is that all this stuff yeah. is just the beginning, and and we've got to be real. We got to we have to be realizing that this constant threat is going to be over our heads forever, and that just because the hype builds up for this event and it does or doesn't happen, that that's it, or that the industry's been let down, or that you know, where's the anticipation? We've got to realize that this is that proverbial permanent campaign, and it's going to be a permanent cloud over our heads as people that just passionately love cigars. Let me ask you, has, have we superseded the amount of congressmen who have signed on than where we were in the previous Congress? No. No. Right now we're no. sitting at 141 members of Congress. The peak was uh, was a year and a half ago when we hit the magic number of 221, where the proverbial wow. magic number is 218 for a working majority of Congress. So the I'm pinnacle sure during one session was 221. Uh, so, no, we haven't superseded a, a past record, if, if you will. But it's that also proverbial phrase in Washington, it's not how many of you've got, it's who you've got. And we've got some key members that sure. are supporting this legislation. But, again, it's about the message this legislation sends to the White House as to the political support for our argument when they're reviewing that rule when it lands on their desk. Let me ask you a question while we have some of our listeners from all over the country. Are there any key people that we're trying to target that we can urge any of our listeners in that area of the country to reach out and, and put as much pressure as we can? You know, that I am so glad you said that, and I love staring at my national map when, when somebody asks me a question of that nature because it reminds me of who we need and who we ought to have. Um, right now, I don't think there's any excuse in the world for Senator John Cornyn of Texas for not to be on our legislation. We've talked about what the strategy means to Texas to his office. There's a lot of brand owners that have their corporate offices, their their general corporate offices headquartered in Texas. So Senator John uh, Cornyn of Texas would be one. Senator Joe Donnelly of Indiana, a Democrat who was previously on our legislation, has asked has asked us for constituent input. So we've released all the retailers in the state a petition specifically to his office at the senator's request so that he can see, you know, gauge the level of interest of his constituency. So Senator Joe Donnelly of Indiana would be one. Yesterday I had a great discussion with uh, tobacco farmers in Connecticut. 
the Senator Chris Murphy oh. of Connecticut would be another one on that list. Uh, how is he not Senator on Shelley, Absolutely. I'm sorry, huh? I said, Senator how is Shelley Cusito of West Virginia, a previous co-sponsor when she was in the House, and now she's in the U.S. Senate, ought to be on our legislation. Um, let's see, looking around the country some more. Uh, I'll tell you what, given that you that you posed that question, I'm going to make a little target list of those that are at the top. I'll post them on our site. I'll, I'll tag yes. my and the like so that your readers can do it. But at the front of the end Definitely. of this, uh, Senator John Cornyn of Texas, Senator Joe Donnelly of Indiana are at the top of that list. Uh, Senator Shelley Capito of West Virginia comes in a close third. Um, I would say Senator Rand Paul, candidate for President of the United States from Kentucky, ought to be on that list. He uh, better know what's going on. Absolutely. Let's get the party source on this. Absolutely. Get, you know, get the party source on this. <laughs> Clint, yeah, do me a favor. Like, either get us that information, post it. We'll get it out through our social media. Yeah. Once again, keep doing the fine work. I know it's rigorous and it's an uphill climb, but we just want to let you know, everyone here at Kiss My Ash Radio, I'm sure our listeners across the country deeply appreciate what you do. Yes. If you're out there and listening, be part of the solution. Don't be part of the problem. If you're not a member, join CigarRights.org. Do it today. Visit www.CigarRights.org. Thanks, Glenn. And we'll have you uh, back again as uh, we uh, need to get some more news out. Thank you so much. Terrific. Thank you all, folks. Your best. Thank you. Thanks, Glenn. Bye. All right. Yeah, always an uphill battle. One of the hardest working guys in the cigar industry. After the break, what was that? Never gives up. Never Never gives up. Can't say die. Mm -hmm. After the break, we're going to find out who in this. (laughs) I was going to say state of Florida because I was (laughs) guessing. (laughs) But who in the world Uh, uh, this week belongs in a cigar insane asylum, courtesy of CLE and Asylum Cigars? Goonies never say die. Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., The Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available, continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Milanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke, which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob magazine. Milanio and the other great Oliva cigars can be found at all smoke-in locations, so always ask for Oliva an unbeatable value, and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. You know, some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today. 
awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year. With numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan puros. Now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in sun-grown or Maduro. From the makers of the number one cigar in the USA in 2013, the Aging Room Quattro F55 comes yet another highly rated cigar, the Aging Room Bin Number 1, a full-bodied Dominican cigar made with some of the world's oldest tobacco in the market today from the harvest of 1997, 98, and 99. It starts out smooth and builds up in strength and flavor until it reaches its full potential. The Aging Room Bin Number 1. For the true connoisseur looking for a sophisticated smoking experience, with balance, complexity, and character. Aging Room Cigars. Blending is in our DNA. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm your host, Thomas Dave, along with my gang, Adam K., the Brewmeister. And sitting in for the lovely medium is our producer, John Barron. The ballist, John Barron. The ballist, John Barron. We hope you're keeping it lit, America, on this fine Saturday morning as we conclude our 180th episode of Kiss My Ash Radio. Almost 200. we got to start planning. Crazy. We have to start planning. Oh, the 100th the show is murder. We have to start planning. I know. Hey, shout out to Colin for the 21 Pilots rejoin. I think that's our new current favorite band. If you haven't checked out 21 Pilots, it's two guys, and they play every single genre of music you can think of. They play folk. The one guy plays, like, mandolin on it. They do reggae. They do hip-hop. Some of the most talented musicians going right now, in my oh. humble opinion. Okay. We will take that into consideration. You take got, like, you got like a man crush on them? Uh, a little Sounds bit. Like a, a, little a bit. musician crush, definitely. Yeah. Uh, being a fellow musician, you know, I can... Oh, you're a boxer and a musician now. Well, yeah, I teach, you know, I teach trumpet lessons every week. No, I forgot about yeah, that, actually. Yeah. How have you not brought your trumpet into the show? I brought it into the offices one time. We did a cattle call for when we had a sales thing. You have to bring the trumpet no, bring onto the show. I'll bring it in. Actually, I want to give a shout out to one of my students. He just got into uh, University of Miami, so... Really? Good for him. Okay. On a trumpet scholarship? I don't know if there was a scholarship. You <laughs> took me seriously. Then why I, is I, there not a shot at he got, he got like a half of one. He, he auditioned into it, got into the thing, and I think he's getting like a bright future. So. <laughs> That's uh, okay. High five! Yeah. All right. High five? Yes. It's uh, time to uh, start to find out who this week, courtesy of CLE and Asylum Cigars, who belongs in a cigar insane asylum. Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. All right, Johnny B. Well, this, uh, we've, we've avoided um, persecution this week, us Floridians. Yeah. A couple was arrested uh- in Ohio last week after they allegedly robbed a bank, then posted pictures of themselves 
with wads of cash on Facebook. Always I saw that one. And the guy just got out of prison, I mean, too. He what, just got out. What is a matter with this country? I mean, are we just we, we have just become so Facebook stupid. <laughs> I mean, listen to me. I had an incident this week. Yeah. True story. Right. One of my employees. Okay. Texts. So bored at work. Can't wait for 12 to come around so we can close. Whoa. He texts this on his Facebook page. So I call him up. Bored? Need a to-do list? Yeah. What are you thinking? Go mop something. I mean, I mean are we just that dumb that That's we don't so connect bad. anything that we throw up on Facebook? So these people go rob a bank and then Facebook it. Yeah. Newsflash, uh, Facebook is not private. It's public. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. Uh, People can see that. I've posted the photos on our Facebook page of this guy because you have to see him. He seems like the type that might be running for president, but has, in terms now, gone the way of uh, the criminal with facial tattoos and lots of rings in his face. John Morgan, 28, and Ashley DeBeau, 24, are charged with the August 24th robbery of a savings bank in town of Columbus. Uh, (laughs) He's got the money in his mouth. Savings bank not living up to their moniker. Investigators Uh. and Morgan... A convicted felon who had just been released from prison a few months earlier for robbing another bank walked into the bank and gave a note demanding money from the teller, who then handed over the cash. Morgan has numerous tattoos on his face, and investigators say he put on makeup to cover them up in an attempt to disguise himself. So note to yourself, if you're going to plan on robbing banks, you might not want to get facial tattoos. The duo uploaded several pictures of Facebook's days after the robbery. Police were then able to track them down. Both were arrested and charged with robbery and theft. They're being held in lieu of $250,000 bond. And they cannot use the money they stole to pay their bond. <laughs> I tell you what, I don't know if they belong in a sane asylum, but they belong in a stupid asylum, without a doubt. I like the picture he's got where he's talk- he's got like a wad of money in his hand, and he's, he's, he's talking on it like it's a cell phone. It's <laughs> probably my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah, he's holding it like a he, brick. He, he's talking to Benjamin Franklin right now. Hello. My favorite yeah. one is the big wad in his mouth. I would just like to... Um, He's trying to see how much money folded he could... Do you see this? you see these? you got to see this. Uh, now, the one with the money in the mouth, you know, I know Adam's a little bit of a germaphobe, and so am I, too, but putting that in your mouth, those have probably been in the nether regions of some girl dancing somewhere in some strip club in some seedy part I of the I really United don't States. look at him. I really don't think he minds. No, he doesn't. No. He doesn't know I mean, if you already got herpes, is. but you can't get herpes twice, so... I don't think. Is there, is there a doctor? You might get a different version of herpes. Right. That's true. There are like a couple different ver- variations. Ooh. Well, you guys definitely belong in a cigar a Saint Asylum. This story, this fine, great story, has been brought to you courtesy of CLE and Asylum Cigars. Check their brands out sometime today. And that's it. Uh, next week, Scott Weeks. Scott Weeks. Scott Weeks. Rock sure. Me Amadeus. I'm iconic. Sure. We'll see Jeff Groover, too. I'm sure Recluse. he'll be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll be here. Um, anything going on this weekend? Me? Um, yes, I'm going to be going to Past, Present, Future Comics. Uh, this past week was Comic Book Day, um, so I'm going to go purchase a few new comics. I used to be a comic book letter. I, st- I have a ton of them. I had Kitty Pride and Wolverine, one through six, very yeah. small. Hang six, on six to them. Book- no, I sold it for my junior ah. prom. Uh, sold all my comics for my junior prom. I still got, you know, I have one of my favorite ones. I just actually, I'm gonna, I know everyone knows I'm a nerd already, so I'll just go ahead and say it. Nerd I revisited one of my favorite Spider-Man comics, which was the 9-11 black cover. And it's, it's, it's a very... I, I wasn't collecting comics. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me rephrase this story now that we're talking about Nyland. <laughs> I stopped collecting comics when I was like 12. And yeah, I still purchase okay. some on a monthly basis. All right. I'm not going to say I'm subscribed to Spider-Man, <laughs> but 
I might mean, be subscribed. I had to some Secret Wars. Do you remember Secret Wars? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I they're going to be doing. I know we're running out of time, but they're going to be doing a um, a uh, Marvel um, Civil War soon. Captain America versus Iron Man movie. Um, uh, Captain America wants all the superheroes to be able to keep their identity secret. Iron Man, Tony Stark wants everyone to reveal their identities, and the factions divide, and then goes crazy. Interesting. It's going to be good. Is there ever really going to be a Batman versus Superman movie? There, uh, there is. It's, it's coming, coming out in 2016. I, 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 I can't understand what realm Batman can even compete with Superman. He's got kryptonite. Yeah, he's got a kryptonite suit, I think. I mean, okay, maybe that's the only way. Yeah, that's it. He's got kryptonite. All right. All right. Anyways, we hope you enjoyed the show. Scott Weeks next week. Keep it lit, America. In my traditional closing, be merciless. Spare no cigar. Smoke them all. Let God sort them out.